Hello, and welcome to episode 42 of My Circus, My Monkeys. Today, we're going to talk about coaching. It's a new concept in higher education and in a lot of places, quite frankly. So I want to talk to you about A, why coaching can be beneficial to you as a supervisor, and B, why you as a supervisor should be coaching your team. So stay tuned. You're listening to My Circus, My Monkeys, the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host, Ann Brackett, the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University. Okay, let's start out with some logistics. Some people would say that they're the boss. What does a boss do? If we look at the definition, a boss is someone who gives orders. If we want to say we're a supervisor, so we're supervising, the definition of that is to observe and direct the execution of a task, a project, an activity, etc. So what's the difference between that and coaching? And this is a quote from Timothy Galway. Coaching is unlocking a person's potential to maximize their own performance. It is helping them to learn rather than teaching them. So when we think about education today, it's very different than the old school professor at the front of the class lecturing to the people. This is what I know. Write down what I know. I'm going to give you a test. I hope you learned what I know. That's not how we do things anymore in the field of education. It's much more helping individuals learn for themselves, giving them opportunities to grow and develop. And that's what we're talking about when we think about bosses or supervisors or managers or whatever you want to call it, interacting with their team. Now, the same thing can be applied to you. And you can, of course, be coached by your supervisor. But again, that's not always going to happen. So I'm going to approach it kind of from two perspectives, just coaching in general and how all supervisors should be coaching their team members. So that would include your supervisor coaching you. But then if you're not getting that, what do you do? You can hire a coach for yourself. And so we're going to talk about the benefits of both of these situations. Okay, let's start with you, because if you've listened to any of our other podcasts, we believe it always starts with you. Look at the supervisor first. So the nice, and I will say that there are different kinds of coaches. There's executive coaches. There are coaches, you know, there's life coaches. I am a strengths coach. My partner, Alicia, is a strengths coach. So we're going to look at it from the lens of strengths coaching specifically. But keep in mind, there are other ways to coach. This is just something we feel is very effective because you're using that Clifton Strengths framework that really hones in and focuses on people's talents, the things they do best. 
So again, assuming that you're not getting the coaching that you need from your supervisor, what would be the benefits of you hiring a coach like myself or Alicia to talk with you on a regular basis? First, you get to focus on your strengths. You get to look at your problems and your goals and your objectives through the lens of your talents. And of course, a strengths coach is going to know how to effectively help you understand better how to invest in your talents so they more often show up as strengths instead of weaknesses. And we've talked about the benefits of this strengths lens of this framework in other episodes. I don't want to spend a lot of time going over that again, but there's a lot of benefits to using this strengths framework. Productivity increases, quality of life increases, engagement increases, positive interactions with coworkers and students increases, and your creativity, your ability to be innovative while you're solving problems increases. So a lot of benefits. Now, the benefit of hiring an outside coach is that we are someone who's in your corner. And that is not to say that your supervisor is not in your corner, but keep in mind you're working at the same place and each of you has different objectives. Each of you has different goals. And depending on the stressors that each of you are under, you're going to be, well, we'll say it's difficult when you're under a lot of pressure to make XYZ happen and you're trying to coach someone else, you know, some of that internal bias is going to show up and perhaps lead you in a way that isn't as beneficial for you. And again, this is not necessarily intentional, but it's really hard for us to leave our own baggage and our own way we see the world behind. But if I'm a supervisor and I'm super stressed about potentially losing my job or other people losing their job or low enrollment, retention's not great, whatever it is, when I'm coaching my team members, I'm going to have that not at the back of my mind, but kind of constantly running in the background. And that's going to impact how I help other people. Whereas when you hire someone who's not working in that environment, and again, I'll use my myself as an example, I have no stake in the retention numbers of where you're working. They don't impact me. So I can remain more neutral when we're talking about solving problems, looking at things from different ways, because I don't have those same stressors. And again, I'm not trying to knock anybody's supervisor, like we are all under a lot of stress right now, but it's just very difficult when you're in fight or flight to be a super effective coach for other people when you're super stressed out. And again, your brain is worried about its survival. And going along with that, a good strengths coach can, again, through the eyes of your talents help you both work out the issues that you're currently facing at work, but also look forward. What is your next step? Which again, you know, your current supervisor, that may not be something that you feel comfortable talking to them about. Like if you're super stressed and you're thinking about, I don't know if this place is right for me anymore. Maybe I need to look for another job. That may not be something that you want to talk to your current employer about at this point. So again, this external coach is someone who can come in, help you work on and talk through what's going on now, help you see things in new ways and ways that aren't influenced by the stress that everybody at your institution is under. I think a good way to think about this is it's kind of like work therapy. 
And I do not, I, I do want to make a disclaimer that we are not therapists. Often when we're discussing issues, you know, it can go deep and we can hit on some very personal things, but we are not licensed therapists. But it can be an avenue for you to release stress, help you see the situation and the people that you work with in a new light, and again, help you maximize your strengths so that you're focusing your time and your efforts and your energy on the things that you do best to, like we said at the beginning, be more productive, have that higher quality of life, have those better more positive interactions with the people around you, et cetera. And I will add that at Strengths University, we look at being a supervisor through a holistic lens. I use lens with the talent stuff. So let's say we take a holistic approach to this. We're not worried just about you as a supervisor. We're worried about you as a person who happens to be a supervisor. So we're willing to go a lot of places to help you uncover how you can become a better supervisor, but also how you can just be happier in your life by considering you as a whole person. Again, I wanted to start with you first, because if you are not getting the support you need, it makes it really difficult for you to go out and effectively coach others and be supportive of your team members. But let's switch our focus and talk about how you as a supervisor, why it's so important for you to start coaching your team, not just supervising what they do or telling them what to do. Gallup, of course, is always doing research, both on Clifton Strengths and a variety of other topics, including workplace culture, what people want, what they have found for millennials and Gen Zers. And this comes from them themselves. This isn't something that Gallup is just watching like, oh, I think they would like this. Like they've asked. And survey says millennials and Gen Zers want coaching. They don't want a boss. They want to grow and develop. They want their supervisor to help them learn rather than to teach them. Throwback to the quote we had at the beginning of the episode. So this doesn't mean that people like myself, Gen Xers or baby boomers don't need coaching. My own personal opinion um, as a Gen Xer, for myself, I feel part of this has to do with, you know, we were just kind of thrown in, had to figure things out. And by this point, it seems like coaching, like we've already figured out the things we need to figure out. We don't have time for that. It's just not what we are used to. But that doesn't mean it is not as beneficial for people in other generations. And again, what we talked about when we were talking about you and coaching, same benefits apply here when you are looking at their talents, helping them maximize them, productivity up, creativity up, engagement up, all the things we talked about before in relationship to you, same thing goes for your team. And of course, if you are leading a team of highly engaged, highly productive, creative people who are having this positive impact and positive interactions with the people around them, that's what you want, right? So in order to do that and get to that place, you need to be involved. And I know we're super busy and super stressed. And so, oh, now we have to do this too. When you coach your team on a regular basis, 
And with structure, keeping in mind, like I have adaptability, don't super love structure, but having some sort of focused agenda, being very intentional about our interactions with our team members, we can get a huge amount of our job done in those interactions. Gallup talks about the four roles of managers. The first one is recruiting and hiring, which, you know, at this point you have your team, so that's not super applicable. But the other three roles are performance management, development, and engagement. And you can do these in these well-crafted one-on-one situations, which then once you get used to how this coaching feels, you can start applying it to to the drop-by interactions. And I know for many of you, you probably have good intentions on the one-on-ones, those one-on-one individual meetings, and they often get pushed aside because there's other things, quote unquote, to do. But understand that in a supervisor's to-do list is supervising, is being that manager piece. And when you don't do those things, it makes it harder for everyone because people are not maximizing their energy, which means they're working harder to achieve less. Again, that productivity piece goes down, which then impacts their engagement. And so you're starting to get a team that's not as effective and certainly doesn't have as high a quality of well-being in their life. So that's problematic. So by kind of refocusing your energies on doing these coaching sessions, which again, a large majority of it can be done with a well-crafted one-on-one. And we've talked about that in some other episodes as well, but I just want to kind of reframe it from the lens of coaching versus thinking of it as a meeting. It is a meeting because that's what you call a thing when we decide we're going to do something together and we both show up or you know a group of us show up. But this is more intentional. Again, like Timothy Galway says, it's helping them learn rather than teaching them. So what does that mean? It means asking questions. Instead of thinking that you have all the answers, and believe me, I know that plenty of us feel like we don't have any answers, but when someone comes to us and they're like, oh my gosh, blah, 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 what should I do? We feel compelled to say, well, you know, even if you have to think, even if you say, I need to think about it, you still feel compelled to come back and say, okay, this is what I think you should do, or these are some options for you. This is flipping it and asking them those questions that can help them come to the answers that will best help them achieve the results they want because they have different talents than you. And in order to coach, you absolutely 100% do not have to have mastered all of these different talent themes. With the Clifton Strengths, there's 34 different talent themes. I know when I first started getting into strengths, I was like, you know, I can remember my top five, but I need to remember the top five of all my staff and know what they mean so that when they ask me questions, I can be like, oh, well, you have blankety blank talent. So that means X, Y, Z. The biggest expert on someone else's talents is them. So it's just a matter of asking them the right questions to help get them there. And when they start self-reflecting and examining how their talents are showing up, that's where the coaching happens. That's where the magic is. And so again, because I want to make this as simple as possible for you so you do it because the benefits are huge. 
your most powerful questions in a coaching situation, and whether that be a drive-by situation, like somebody just drops by your office and is like, hey, I know you just have a sec, but I have this deal thing that I'm dealing with. Yickety yackety yick. Yickety yackety yick. What is that about? Yada, yada, yada. Or at one of these scheduled meetings. And those questions are, how do you think your talents either did help you if you're reviewing something, like you're talking about, like, let's assess what happened. How do you think your talents helped you? And how do you think your talents got in your way? Now, if you're looking forward or you're trying to solve a problem, how do you think your talents can help you to figure out what to do? Or how do you think your talents are getting in your way or could get in your way? So again, it's just really, you know, we do this exercise in so many, no matter, no matter what topic we're covering in supervisor training, we almost always pull out the, how are my talents helping me? How are they getting in my way worksheet? Because that is how you figure out how your talents are showing up and where you need to make changes to help maximize them. Make sure they're showing up as strengths. And you can do this. It is going to feel a little weird at first, just like everything feels a little weird at first when you start new things. But again, you don't have to memorize all 34 and what they mean. You just have to give them some background. Well, well, first, you need to know what their talents are. Then you need to give them a little bit of background and training and or discussions about what those talents mean for them. But then you just start actively using them when you're engaging with those team members. That is what coaching is in a nutshell. And again, remember, you are maximizing your energy by spending your time. You don't have to spend a lot of time with your staff members individually. You just have to spend that quality time really intentionally focusing on this coaching idea. And when you do that, you're going... And again, this is a quick episode specifically on coaching. There are other episodes that we've talked about, you know, performance management in one, two, three. We've talked about it other times as well. And certainly when you do our trainings, when you do individual coaching with us, we go through this in our upcoming supervisor summer camp starting June 1st. We will indeed walk you through what does coaching look like? How do I make a plan for it? How do I have these structured one-on-ones that are really getting me such incredible bang for my buck when you consider the four roles of a manager? And if you are interested, if this resonates with you and you want more information and additional support to get you to a place where you feel like you can coach, go to our website, strengthsuniversity.org slash summer camp. All the information will be there. Again, we're starting June 1st. So don't dilly-dally. Go sign up. It's going to be amazing. We're going to cover this stuff, a bunch of other stuff. But even if you don't want to do that, coaching, incredible bang for your buck. It's not about taking more time to do something. It's being intentional with the time that you spend with your team to help them be more self-aware because the more they understand how to do that, in the future, that's less often they're coming to ask for your opinion or ask what they should do because now they're able to figure it out themselves. They're growing, they're developing, they're performing at a higher rate. That productivity piece, up. Engagement piece, up. Creativity, up. Positive engagements, up. All the things we've already talked about can get it with coaching. So let's wrap it up. Coaching for you 
awesome. Coaching for your team, awesome. And I would argue necessary and a piece that has been missing for a long time at a lot of places for a lot of people. So your homework this week is to think about a way that you can start coaching your team instead of trying to teach them or instead of trying to supervise what's happening. Because once you figure it out, it's going to take the same amount of time, but the benefits are going to be much greater. So until next week, think about coaching both for yourself and your team and stay strong. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links as well as other episodes on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. As always, Alicia and I are here to support you as you reflect on where you are and where you want to go. One great way to invest in yourself and your team is to join us for the summer cohort of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. We are revamping the Institute this summer to make it even more manageable for your busy schedule. It is the same great content, but we've condensed it so you can work through each week's modules and start implementing change even faster. We know that life can too easily get in the way of you staying on track, so we've also added a bonus for everyone who completes all eight weeks of learning. You will get an additional 60 minutes of our time, and you can use that for more individual coaching, a short team session, or to receive a discount on a longer team workshop. Our Summer Institute starts on May 28th, Go ahead and register now. Check it off your list. We want you, your team, and your students to shine their brightest. And that starts with you. So join us for the Summer Institute using the link in the show notes. Or if you have questions about the Institute or other services, contact us at Anne, and that's A-N-N-E, at strengthsuniversity.org. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links as well as other episodes on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. <laughs>